Do you ever have days that go by so fast that when you look back at the end of the day and you think to yourself, where did the time go? And how can I still accomplish all of these things that are hanging out on my to-do list? This incomplete feeling at the end of the day. I feel it from time to time. Our society has been taken over by this I am busy phenomenon. But regardless of how many hours you work in a day, not all the time is going to be completely productive. And sometimes it's because of your procrastination. Other times it's because you've been so bogged down in the busy work that you haven't even made any progress on the most important tasks. But whatever the reason are, it's really important for us to find ways to optimize your to-do lists, your schedules, because we do want to maximize that time that we can spend on things that we really love, whether it's at our house or with the family or if we're running our businesses. My guest today is Stephanie Blake. She's a business strategist and scaling expert who helps women simplify, streamline, and scale their businesses to reach six figures while keeping them in the CEO seat and working less than 20 hours a week. She's she's also a tech nerd, system strategist, wife, mom, and Chipotle addict. Her favorite time and place to hang out is on Instagram. So tune in into our conversation. You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shurgunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order? Once and for all, as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together but just don't quite know how? I am with you. I've been there. I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger. But you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my Money Flow System, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances, even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting and who likes that budgeting thing anyway. You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are. You will never have to miss a single bill again. And you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. 
So head over to money-flowsystem.com to download my free Money Flow Playbook, a blueprint to streamline your finances in less five of five weeks. Guaranteed. Head over to money-flowsystem.com. Hey, money bosses. Welcome back. Anna is here. And I am excited for our conversation today. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am too. And Stephanie Blake and I are talking about how having systems in your life and business really comes back full circle to getting that time back. And I know we are in the midst of beginning of the new year. And so this idea of getting our lives organized to the fullest in all areas is really top of mind. But I know that this feeling and this excitement doesn't last, doesn't last that long. So let's really get down to the nitty gritty, dirty details, how it actually really works. So Stephanie, I'd love for you to share with our, with our listeners your story and why you really became interested in this topic and set up your whole, whole business and, and what you help your clients work with. Yeah, I would love to share about it. And it's pretty long. So I'll try to keep it really concise for you and give you the quick version. But about, um, well, how long ago, maybe about 10, 15 years ago. I don't even remember how old I am. That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) I graduated from college, um, worked my way up the corporate ladder, as most people do, and was in the corporate marketing world for about 10 years. And when I graduated college, I had a degree in graphic design. So when I started in the um, the corporate world, that's what I started with. I started doing graphic design work for companies. And my first job was actually at an engineering company designing instruction manuals. And it is as boring as it sounds. It was awful. So I did that for a couple of years. And then Um, later moved to the big city of Chicago, where I worked at a digital marketing agency for five years. And again, I started at the ground floor there as a design associate, worked my way up all the way to director. Um, And then by the time I left, I was on track to become the youngest vice president. But I left because I, well, for a couple of reasons. One, I knew that I didn't want to work for somebody else anymore, which is something that a lot of entrepreneurs say, the majority of entrepreneurs say. And I really wanted to just focus on building a life and a life of freedom more than anything for myself and my future family. And um, so I started this side hustle as a virtual assistant. I did that for a couple of years. And then about two, three years into doing that, I found out that I was pregnant. So um, I was like, all right, you know what? I am going all in on this. And by the time I had my son, I left my nine to five job and I went full time in my virtual assistant business, did that for about a year and a half, and then eventually um, pivoted to what I do now, which is coaching and consulting and helping people streamline and simplify and systematize. There's a tongue twister for you. There online businesses so that they can scale to six and multiple six figures. So I've been doing that for about three years now. That's great because I I think a lot of our listeners will relate to your experience, not only create, you know, living the corporate world, which you're right, a lot, a lot of us actually did and continue doing, but also starting a family and how all of those things really get to marry um, into what you do in your everyday life. And so 
anytime somebody sort of brings this this topic of time, um, at least for me, it's like, okay, all right, here's another conversation about how you can, you know, be more, you know, more efficient in doing all of these things. Because like the question is, where do we begin? Like this word busy doesn't, some days doesn't even come close to describe, right? This constant feeling of being on and, 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 and trying to accomplish a lot of things. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, I'm very passionate about this. Sorry, I'm jumping right in. I'm so excited to talk about this because yeah, good. Um, I'm so passionate about helping people do this because when I, just to like give some background, when I started my business, like I said, I was working in my nine to five, I was working 60 to 70 hours a week. I was incredibly unhealthy and not moving from the computer. And it was just, it was a disaster for many years, right? And then I started to glorify that feeling of being busy. But once I realized that I wasn't actually doing the things that I needed to be doing in order to grow my business and also my personal life too, I was doing a lot of things that I didn't need to be the one doing because I, as a new mom, I thought I had to be superwoman. I thought I had to do all of the things, run the business, have the new baby, all of the things be crazy. And I did that. For a couple of years and then I got burnt out and I, I knew that I, it was not sustainable for me to live that way. So I had to make a lot of shifts in my personal life and in my business to do way less. So now I'm working between five and 10 hours a week in my business and I've outsourced, which I know we're going to talk about a little bit, a lot of other elements in my personal life too, so that I don't have to do a lot of the things that I don't want to be doing anymore because I don't know about you, Anna, but I... Um, like I said, I kind of glorified being busy for many, many years. And now I'm kind of flipping it on its head and really focusing on being productive instead of busy. And for a long time, I had a little post-it note next to my computer that says, are you being busy or are you being productive? Because I think we can all very easily fall into that trap of just being busy for the sake of it. Yeah, I, I I know you said you you said it exactly exactly how I wanted it to say, but this constant busy is yes, glorified being busy, and you know I I, I do feel this a lot of times, um, but also it's like this fear of missing out. What if I'm not busy and I'm not doing like I'm not creating, I'm not producing, I'm not adding value, right? You have those thoughts, and and, and sort of it's a cycle that like the new day comes and that continues. Um, its thing. So yes, let's talk about, let's kind of segregate here um, a little bit and, and maybe address home first. So for, for whether you're a mom, a new mom, or your kid's a little bit older, what are some of the tools, system strategies, you know, ideas or hacks you found that are the most helpful to, for you not to feel this, you know, constant busy? Yeah, absolutely. Get- well, Yeah, for sure. So before I dive into like the actual tangible tools, I do want to say that I realized that the reason why I was so busy all the time was because I had a lot of inner work that I had to do. And I don't know if this will resonate with you or your audience, but I feel like it's necessary to share. (laughs) But I realized that I was covering up different things in my life that I didn't necessarily want to deal with, want to work through by being busy. And then once I dug deep to figure out what was actually going on, like in the inner workings of my soul and asked myself some really tough questions, I came to realize that I didn't think that I was worthy of not being busy. 
I thought that I deserved to be busy because I had been busy for my entire life. So it was, I realized that I was just repeating these same patterns over and over from my childhood. So I just wanted to mention that very quickly because typically when we are really busy and running around like a chicken with our head cut off, there's usually something deeper mm-hmm. within us that we need to work through because it's it's not normal to be running on 15 all the time, right? Like that that's, that's not how our body should be operating. Um, but in terms oh of God. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so welcome. Um, but in terms of actual like tangible things, I'm happy to dive into that now. So in our home, there's a couple of things that, um, I specifically do every week, which is first and foremost, plan the week out. So either, well, I usually don't work Mondays or Fridays. So usually on Sunday though, I'll meet with my husband plan the upcoming week out, um, just to kind of see like what we're going to eat for the week and, um, what meetings I have, what calls I have, all, all of that, like when I'm going to the gym and I'll put it all out on the calendar. I'm a big Google calendar fan. Um, and then I also have a written calendar um, that sits on our refrigerator so that everybody can see everything happening. Um, so I definitely do that. That's the first thing I do. And then from there, I'm really focused on batching all of the different things I do. So I do this in my business as well, but, and home specifically, I'll batch um, the meals. So um, if anything can be prepared ahead of time, we have somebody who actually helps us do that. Or I also just plan out what we're going to have. So on Wednesday night, we're not freaking out and wondering what we're going to eat. And then we end up ordering Chipotle instead because we can't agree (laughs) on something. So, which does happen every once in a while because it's Chipotle and it's delicious. <laughs> um, but now I just add Chipotle into the week, right? So um, plan out all the me- the meals. And then once a week I'll do grocery um, order. So I actually don't go to the grocery store anymore. I use Instacart. So we have somebody else do the shopping for us. And I cannot tell you how much time and sanity that has saved because I truly despise going to the grocery store and shopping for groceries. So that is, that's a big thing that has made my life so much better. Thank you to whoever invented Instacart. It's amazing. (laughs) And then um, also doing laundry. So we really do laundry. Well, I, so I do laundry all the time. I don't like to see any clothes in the hamper, but we don't fold them all the time. So everything's washed and then they just kind of pile up in our guest bedroom. And then we have somebody come a couple times a week and she will fold the laundry, put them away for us, things like that, and do some housekeeping around the house too. So that kind of dives into the next thing, which is outsourcing as much as possible in your home life that you don't need to be doing. So all of our cleaning is outsourced. Um, The majority of our cooking is outsourced. Um, I buy everything on Amazon, so I don't have to go to a store. We have an obsession with Amazon in our family and then cleaning all of that. So my philosophy is if I don't have to do it, I'm not going to do it. If I, Stephanie, don't have to be the one doing it, somebody else can do it for me. So yeah, that's kind of how things operate um, in our house. When you're, when you're talking about outsourcing, because it's also uh, a, a lot of times a decision about um, how much money you can allocate, right, in your budget, like, okay, can I, it sounds really, I, I think I follow most of what you're saying in my, in my household, 
um, like cooking is one of the items that I haven't quite outsourced other than when my mom is, is visiting with us, that's a given, right? There will always be a cooked meal. But how do you make sort of that decision and look at your, you know, what you can afford? Because ultimately what you're doing with, with the outsourcing, right? Or like you said, if I don't have to do it, somebody else can. You're freeing up mm -hmm. time to focus on things that you really want to do, right? Or maybe even things that make your money so but it comes a cost right and it's not just financial cost but time so how, how how did you come to that point where you were willing to pay someone for that work yeah absolutely so i was at a point like i mentioned before where i was just very burnt out with everything in my life like i said i was running on empty the vast majority of the day i wasn't eating well and i had gained a lot of weight because of it so it was just it was just a disaster. And I think I just reached a breaking point in my life where I realized that, like I said before, the way that I was running my life and honestly, my business too, it, it wasn't sustainable for the long term. So I just really took a step back, did that inner work that we were talking about before and asked myself if this was sustainable for me to do this for years to come or weeks to come, even months to come. And I looked at my energy levels and I realized that I did not have the energy to do that. I did not have the space to do that because when, especially when it comes to our homes, I don't know why, but women feel like we have to do the majority of everything in our home. Like we have to do all of the planning. And if something's out of stock, we have to order it on Amazon ourselves. Like our partners can't help us do that. And we have so many different things happening, at least for me, I'm not sure if this, uh, applies to you too, but so many things that we have to keep track of in our minds at all times. And then if you have kids, you have all of the kids things that you have to keep track of. And I keep track of a lot of the things for my husband too. So I had just personally reached a point where I was like, I can't do it anymore. I can't keep track of everybody's things anymore. I'm done. I need somebody to come and help me because I realized I was putting myself behind everybody else. And that's not healthy for me either. So for me specifically, it was all about my energy level. So now that I don't have to do anything that I don't want to be doing, I have the energy to do the things like you said before that I enjoy doing. So working with my clients, making more money, doing things that will generate revenue into our household so that I don't have to be the one doing those things anymore because there's only so many hours in a day and I want to spend the majority of those hours doing things that I enjoy doing. I don't want to be doing things that I don't enjoy doing. Does that answer your question? It does. It's definitely, I mean, yeah, the, the money part, the money question is the tough to answer because you'll have to find sort of that, that, like you said, that, that for you, it was energy or you know, being in that space where you're happy and, and you're not overwhelmed or overworked or overstressed. And so, mm -hmm. yes, sometimes it's, it's worth paying the money for somebody to help you do that stuff. I wanted to comment on your point about why do women have to keep track of everything? Um, you know what I've heard for many, many years? I've been married almost 17 years. My husband says, you're so good at it. And I'm like, wow, I am good at it. And I just keep doing it. Uh, but <laughs> at times it's like, yeah, I am good at it. But you can also do that too, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. And that's actually one of the new things that I have outsourced to. So we have somebody, I kind of consider her like a nanny slash house manager. So she is basically like, me, <laughs> like my clone, I guess. So I just basically have a list of everything for her to do. And I actually call this household inventory. That's on that list now. 
So it's like looking at how much toilet paper we have. Do we need dishwasher detergent? Do we need more toothpaste? Because before, like you said, like, yeah, we're really good at keeping all of these things in our head, but then like that's in our head, that's draining our energy levels, right? Like my husband, he he has no idea how much toothpaste we have right now, <laughs> but I can tell you that we have three tubes of toothpaste upstairs right mm-hmm. now. So that's just like one very small thing that once I got off my list, like, I could feel this change in my energy levels just from that small thing of doing like household inventory, which sounds so crazy because it's something like that we feel like we need to be doing, but it's not, it's really not. Other people are more than happy to do that for you. That's totally that. I know I like the, I like this, uh, this name household manager, or you know, a title for somebody. Cause I mean, I, I definitely see, and you know, have clients or, you know, friends or colleagues who have, you know, somebody who cleans their house or somebody who like, you know, would do the the gardening for you and, and, you know, what household managers, I think it's a, like a, a level up. It's sort of being in charge of, you know, seeing a lot of these other things like household inventory, which is like, you know, what is, what does it take to click a button and open up your Amazon app and order something? Not a lot of time, right? But how much energy and brain power it takes for you to carry that stuff in your head and be stressed out about it like, oh I'm gonna get to it tonight I'm gonna get to it tonight and you never do so I really like this yeah or it's like this is a yeah exactly and my mom thinks I'm crazy she does not understand this at all she's like Stephanie why would you pay somebody to order something on Amazon you can just open up the app and do it I'm like well mom I'm gonna be in the shower I'm going to remember that I need to order shampoo. And then as soon as I get out of the shower, I'm going to forget. But in the back of my mind, I'm going to know that I need to order something. And I'm, <laughs> it's just like this constant cycle. So, yeah, I mean, and we don't have, I will say, so the term house manager, that's used among the elite of the elite as well. So people who are managing yeah. staff and managing finances. So we're not at that level yet. We will get there one day, but right now it's like household inventory, cleaning, things along those lines, which is much more manageable for where I'm at in my life and business right now. Yeah, no, it's I agree, and this is this sounds really fancy too. You know, it's not fancy. <laughs> yes, it's it sounds fancy, but it's really but very much needed um, thing for everybody. I I was just gonna comment in in the world of personal finance, right? When you have somebody sort of operating your finances for you, or when you are at that level, these are the kinds of things, you know, on the top of that, that you can get yourself help with, but it doesn't have to be, you don't have to wait to get to that level at all. You can start today. Yeah, absolutely. For example, we have somebody, she actually lives around the corner from us and she's retired and she just wants stuff to do during the day. So I asked Mm -hmm. her if she would help with this. So it doesn't have to be anybody with a specific degree, it could literally be a neighbor around the corner that just wants st- something to do during the day. Like that it's can really be as simple as that. Yeah. Great point. Great point to that because I'm sure somebody's thinking like, oh my gosh, now I have to go and, and hire somebody to be my household manager. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> probably not. So what um, I'm, I'm just curious, I know there's a ton of apps and, and programs out there. Any, any suggestions you have here in terms of the home Um, that you found useful in keeping all of these things together? Yeah. So um, I've tried a couple of different apps. Now, the problem is keeping my husband in the loop with it as well, Mm -hmm. because I love all of the tools. I am such a a tech nerd, but he is not. He is like a pen and paper guy. So um, (laughs) I have tried to introduce different things to him, but unfortunately, 
the only thing that I have been able to successfully use with him for years is Google Calendar. So we have a shared Google Calendar and then uh, with all of the events and whatnot. So it'll pop up on his phone, my phone, my computer. It's all syncs together. And then um, I also use Google Docs for a lot of things because I can easily just share that with him via email if we need to. So really, those are the two main things that we use. I wish that I could make it fancier, but he would not go for it. He wouldn't look at it. So it would defeat the purpose. I like, I like your suggestion or obviously this is personal experience, but yeah, consider, consider your partner or your you know, spouse's abilities or interest in using these apps. I mean, there's a lot of them out there. I agree. I've looked in, into a number of them and I'm always like, oh, this sounds so good. This, this, this could do exactly <laughs> what I needed to do. And then they're like, oh, well, th- my husband would be like, oh no, is another thing of those you want to try? <laughs> so that's exactly what my husband says. He's like, oh, okay, what do I have to do this, use this app for? Like, what is this? I'm like, just give it a second. And then he forgets about it five minutes later. Yes. I mean, yes. I, I'm, I'm glad you pointed this out. I know I'm not the only one sort of like being excited about it. And it's like, oh, it's another thing that's going to just have to be deleted off your phone at some point for non-use. Because I, mm-hmm. I mean, the, that's the big question too, right? It's great that you, you know, obviously you're in charge of your household, but getting your family involved in, and, and, participating in all of this is, is really critical. Whatever it is, whatever system you're using, apps, no apps, even just a pen and a paper, but them being involved helps a lot too, because it, oh, it could be yeah. opposite, right? It could add yeah. more work to your life and stress. Oh my gosh, absolutely. If my son was old enough, he's only two, so he can't do much right now, but or two and a half. But once he gets older, he will absolutely be added into our family system and given his fair share of chores and whatnot to do. So he will have that Google calendar synced somewhere in his life. <laughs> as, soon as, you, as soon as you get him the iPhone or the, you know, the, the phone, smartphone, you will have it, I'm sure. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> that is too funny. Um, my son is three. And so he's definitely, I mean, the toddlers, right? The toddler ages, they're all, they're all interested or becoming as they grow up older, they become interested in more participating and doing things around the house. So just wait, you get there. <laughs> yeah. Well, he does do that every once in a while, but he'll do something and then he'll destroy it. Like he'll put oh, yeah. the paper towels away and then he'll just throw them all over the place. I'm like, all right, well, I'll, I'll do this from now <laughs> for a couple more years. <laughs> I know. Right. That's still helping his mind. So give him. Right. Time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I give it, I let him do his thing. And then I pick up pieces basically. Yep, I know, I know. We're, we're, we're doing the same thing here. So let's talk about business. Um, I know it's probably not that much different, but still, for those of you who are listening and have uh, either businesses or side hustles, what are some of the things that you found really useful and helpful yeah. for you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, first and foremost, we're going to talk about outsourcing again, because just like our home lives, our businesses are the same. So we can't do everything and we shouldn't expect ourselves to do everything because that's completely unrealistic. So outsourcing is crucial, but before we even start thinking about outsourcing, we have to have those systems in place because if, for example, you hire somebody to do, I don't know, let's just say posting on social media for you, if you don't have a system or a process in place, for them to follow, they're not going to know what they're doing, right? So definitely having um, different processes in place for the different things that are happening in your business. And then also making sure that everything stays really organized. I'm so OCD about organization in my life. We didn't talk about that, but 
I'm very kind of crazy about that in our home, but also in my business too, everything has a place, everything is organized really well so that, because I know I have dreams of reaching, of having a seven figure business. So at that point I will have many team members in and everybody know, needs to know where things are at. So it all needs to be running smoothly on the back end of the business too. But also um, everything needs to be set up in some kind of project management tool because this goes right back to outsourcing again, as you start to add those team members on, we need to have a place for everybody to convene, to have their tasks outlined, to have um, uh, like a place for our docs and whatnot. So I specifically use ClickUp. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that project management tool, but it has everything in one place so that the business runs very, very smoothly. I've never heard of ClickUp, but um, something similar. I'm sure, I mean, there's a lot of tools again. <laughs> to our common uh, there's early. so many. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. We use Asana uh, for, okay. in my business. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know if it's the best. It does, it does, it does exact or similar tasks to what you're describing and having a central place for everything to be. Um, yeah. I'll check out yeah. ClickUp. Yeah. It's very, it's similar to that. It's so, I mean, so yes, ClickUp is similar to Asana. It's similar to Monday or Trello or, well, not really similar to Trello, but Monday or um, other tools like that. But the most important thing is you need to use whatever works for you. So I will say that ClickUp, it is, it is a more robust tool. You can do a lot of different things in there, which is why I wanted to use it. Because like I said, I, I want to scale my business um, to seven and multiple seven figures. So I wanted a place that could grow with my company and with that said, I do know people who use tools like Asana, like Asana and have seven figure businesses, but it just wasn't, wasn't right for me. So you just have to figure out what works good for you. Like what, what feels really good for you? Because if you don't use the tool, then it doesn't matter. Right. So if Asana works for you, great, stick with it, you know? So it's really what you're comfortable with. I agree. So here's one, one kind of a question uh, that I think a lot of I'm thinking it and I'm sure listeners are too. So how do you decide, like, I know you have to, you know, find, find the right time and thinking uh, to kind of get to a point where, okay, especially in the business, right? And if, if you were in a ramp up phase or if you have a business that's already, you know, been scaling, like you're talking about, you know, how can I get to the seven figure mark where like you have to find the priority, right? Or put priority on things like, when do you focus on really getting all these systems in place? And I know how hard it is because we've done this in my business in terms of documenting all the tasks and then possibly writing them down and recording videos. Because at the same time, you know, if you're a small business, you have to focus on marketing efforts, client acquisition, client service, if you're in a service business or whatever, product delivery and things like that. Like, how do you prioritize those things? Just give yeah, somebody absolutely. a peace of mind on that topic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, first and foremost, we, we're going to go back to that conversation about being busy and not productive. So when you're thinking about the prioritization of the different tasks in your business, you need to make sure that you're focusing on doing the ones that are actually revenue generating. So I call these IPAs or income producing activities. So for example, um, client acquisition, that was something that you mentioned. So maybe you have a lead generation strategy that you use. But you know that in order to get more leads into your business, you need to hire a salesperson. So in order for you to hire that salesperson, 
you're going to need to have the processes in place before you hire that person. So it's hard to say where somebody should start because it's honestly so specific and so unique to each business and their goals. So it's completely customizable to each person. I wish I could say like, you just need to start with this and then you will be set up for success for the long term. but it's not the case just because of um, like I said, the different industries, the different goals of the business owner, if you have a brick and mortar versus if you have an online business, there's just so many different intricacies that people don't take into account when they're thinking about outsourcing or creating their systems. Does that make sense? It does. It does. But I wanted it, I wanted it to come from you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's, totally, there's, yes. there's no quick fix. And that's literally what I've built my current business around is helping people like figure out those intricate, I can't say that word, intricacies for their own businesses because it's so unique. And I wish I could just, I wish I could come up with something that was like a quick fix and a one size fits all because I can make a lot of money off of that. But unfortunately it doesn't exist. Doesn't true. And I remember when I became a business owner, I actually, um, I didn't start my business from scratch, uh, but I was here at Main Street Financial Planning uh, for, for the majority of the business existence. And when I finally became an owner, um, I remember one of the, like, it, it for a while, um, I had this sort of idea and kind of was running with it like crazy. Um, now that I'm a business owner, and I know that this probably is true for new business owners too, or when you start a business from scratch, like, I, one of the reasons I wanted to be a business owner is like to put systems in place and create these processes and do everything my way. Oh yeah. And it that took me too. It took my, <laughs> yes. I, th- well, I mean, this is one of the reasons that a lot of people start their you know own businesses or become self-employed. But I realized years later that um, it took so much of my energy and, and attention away from some of the more important things like client acquisition, right? I still did it, right? Like I, you kind of have to do all of this in, at the same time, but I remember being focused on it so much. And I don't think a lot of it really yielded the greatest results, but I, I just wanted to sort of point out that part that you have to weigh in all of the other areas too, um, to make that decision. But it's definitely important in the process. And looking back, um, I, I, I just, I can't even recall all of the changes and things I did, but um, they're not, you know, a lot of them just kind of went out of the window after a while and not really materialized anything, but I tried. <laughs> so, right. right. Yes. Least. And yeah, I mean, no, I completely resonate with that. And also, I mean, I don't know if you felt the same way too, in the beginning stages of my business, I was terrified of pretty much everything. Cause I had no idea what I was doing up until that point. I had been very successful in corporate, but I had structures to follow. So when I started my business, I was creating everything from scratch, like you were saying. So doing the really scary things, like those income producing activities that I knew would get me clients, those were all the really scary things that I didn't want to do. But creating all the systems and playing with all the tools behind the scenes where I could just sit behind my computer and not talk to anybody, that was really fun for me. So that's what I did for a long time too. And I noticed a lot of people kind of get stuck in the like handling all of the behind the scenes stuff for their business, like maybe making tweaks to their website or updating their packages for the 16th time. I don't know. <laughs> Instead of actually doing those, um, those IPAs that actually get you with the results in your business. So I don't know if you felt the same way, but I mean, that was definitely me for too many years, unfortunately. 
Yes, I did. I did. And it shifted quite a bit. I think I had a really big shift too with, with having my son. Um, and it, it really came down to like, still, I'm still working through that, but realizing how much time I actually do have in my day. Um, because before having him, like I had all the time in the world. That was, that was my baby. <laughs> that was my sole focus. And now, um, yeah, it's still a struggle for sure. But, um, that alone really changed things up for me in terms of like, okay, what do, what's the most important thing I have to work on right now? Because I, I have to go at five o'clock. Like that's, that's given there's a day, daycare pickup. And that's, that still kind of drives me to, you know, to structure my days and, um, and what I do with my time. And I am really, one of the things I wanted to ask you question about here is I structure my work day or my work week schedule um, around certain days. I think you mentioned that you don't work Fridays and Mondays and Fridays. Um, I, I, you know, you usually even work on the weekends too, because I choose to um, on things that I'm interested in. But the way that I organize my, my days are kind of grouping tasks together. Or for example, like Mondays and Fridays are my non-client days because I meet with clients one-on-one. Um, those are the days where I get, you know, internal work done for the business, meet with the team, record podcasts on Fridays, and then uh, Tuesdays is my sort of prep prep day for all the client work, and then Wednesday, Thursday, I meet with clients. So some, and I've heard this, and I've kind of adopted this calendar sort of outline for many, many years, and I, I do find that like if I have specifically targeted tasks in those specific days, then I can be, you know, that much more productive and and efficient with my time versus sort of kind of having things all over. So what are your thoughts on this? Um, I know there's probably a reason why you have Mondays and Fridays off, um, but what what has worked for you? Yeah. And it's actually really funny now that you mentioned that I forgot today was Friday and we're recording this podcast episode. <laughs> there you go. So I was like, I, I don't work on Fridays. I'm like, wait, today is Friday. <laughs> Which is so funny. I, I don't think I there was another time that I could do it. But yes, I normally take Mondays and Fridays off. I don't work. Um, I do pretty much everything on Wednesdays. So Wednesdays are my really heavy days where I do all of my um, coaching calls, talk with all of my clients. And then um, on Tuesday, I have I do a couple of things with my team. So I'll, we have our team meetings on Tuesday for about an hour, yeah, 30 minutes to an hour, something like that. And then um, I'll do some just behind the scene things that usually take about an hour, maybe two hours, depending on the week. And then Thursday, I also schedule some time for like podcast interviews and just miscellaneous things. I, I call them CEO tasks because they're things that only I can do. So um, I have a free Facebook community. So I'll be engaging in there throughout the week, or uh, maybe I'll create like reels for Instagram. I don't know, something like that. So only the things that I can be doing, but it really comes out to about anywhere between five and 10 hours a week is what I'm working right now. Um, if we have a busier week, like we have a launch coming up, then maybe it's a little bit more, maybe it's like 15 to 20. And sometimes I may have to do stuff on the weekends so it really varies for me, but right now it's usually a set Monday and Friday off. Wednesdays are my heaviest days. And then Tuesdays or Thursdays are just kind of things that I want to do here and there. And when you say you're off, like you really are off. Is that true? Yeah, I'm off. Mondays and Fridays. <laughs> yes, I, I am off. Okay. Now, 
I mentioned before that I'm, I, I am a recovering, al- not alcoholic. Oh my gosh. Workaholic. That's what I meant to say. I am a recovering workaholic. So it's, it's hard for me to take Mondays and Fridays off. I will be very honest with that. But so I'm not off hundred percent. I will go into my free community and I'll engage with people on there. I'll have conversations with people on Instagram and I'll talk with people. So I guess if you would consider that working, that I'm working, um, but I, I don't go in front of my computer. I, I do not go in my, in front of my computers on Monday or Friday with the exception of today while we're recording this podcast episode, because I know that it's really easy for me to get sucked in. So I don't even give myself the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. No, and I, I, I'm glad you're saying that because this is this is a similar thing that you know I experience you know on the weekends or or weekends uh, usually Saturday is when you sort of kind of do some of these things that are not considered work but they're still part of you know kind of feeding into um, into everything you do so um, yeah um, I'm in the same boat yep. <laughs> being yeah. on social media. It's not quite hard work, but it's still, yes, your attention is still there, especially because our, our, our kids are the same age and it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of balancing that with being present with them and not just, you know, oh, okay, I'm going to check my phone for a minute and here like an hour goes by. Right, <laughs> right. So if my son is napping or something, for example, I'll maybe I'll hop in my Facebook group and talk with people or um, I don't know, do a, um, like create a reel or something for Instagram, like I was talking about. But, or watch, um, I have a coach that has a large library of training videos. So maybe I'll watch one of those on a Monday or Friday, but I am not in front of the computer doing like actual work. So it's hard for me to be 100% removed because I love what I do and I love learning. So I I don't consider it work to talk to people on social media or watch (laughs) training videos, you know? Yeah. So hopefully that makes sense. Yes. No, it does. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of listeners will relate. So how do we sort of um, wrap what we just discussed, discussed and, and put a bow on it? Uh, there is a way to find more time in your day. I know, I know this and, and everybody will find their path to it. Um, but if you had to sort of summarize in, in, in one sentence, what would it be? Yeah, well, it, this won't be one sentence because I'm a talker, <laughs> but <laughs> I will say that if you find yourself doing a lot of different things right now, I would just make a list. Just make a list of everything that you're doing, everything in your life, everything in your business, and cross out the things that you don't need to be doing anymore or things that you could even give to your partner or your kids to do. So we don't all need to be hiring like house managers right away. We can divvy up different things to people and we can also just eliminate some things too. So for example, if you notice that you're watching Netflix for three hours every single night, maybe you cut that down to 30 minutes or an hour, you know? So there's ways that we can move things around in our life and our businesses so that we can actually get our time back. Um, So yeah, that was a little bit longer than a sentence, but hopefully that (laughs) helps somebody. I'm pretty sure it does. So how can our listeners connect with you, Stephanie? Yeah. So the best place to connect with me is on social media. You can find me. Instagram is my favorite place to hang out. My handle is the Blake collective, or you can find me on Facebook. My handle there is at the Steph Blake, or my website is theblakecollective.com. And like I said, I also have a free community called confident CEOs. So if you want that, I don't know if you're going to put it in the show notes, but you can always send me a DM on one of the social media platforms and I can give you access to that. Come join us. 
Yeah, sounds good. I will definitely include the notes um, or include all of these details in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today. This has been definitely insightful conversation and gives me, every time I talk about this topic, every time I talk to other folks who are in the same boat, it, it gives hope. It gives like excitement. I can do this. I can, I can get better. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, you are so welcome. This was so much fun. And yeah, I could talk about this for hours. So if anybody wants to continue this conversation, just send me a DM and I'm happy to chat with you. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you so much. Hey, Money Boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone. Uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.